Good morning on this beautiful day. We're holding the second Aliyah of the Parsha of Ekev. We're going to continue Moshe's speech to the Jewish people. So Moshe is in the second Aliyah, he's telling them, Hishamer Lecha, guard yourself, protect yourself, lest you forget about Hashem, the one that is bringing you to the land of Egypt. And you might forget, if you forget God, you'll forget to observe the uh, commandments and the ordinances and the rules which I am commanding you today. And what will happen? How does the very end of the first Aliyah end? I just clarify this connection. The end of the first Aliyah, so we're talking about the land of Israel, right? The land with the seven species, with the, 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 the seven grains, by which, seven species by which the land of Israel is praised. And then <clears throat> Hashem says, You'll eat and you'll be satisfied. Right? You'll bless God. However, says Moshe, and secondly, what will happen? Penteichal visavata. You might eat visavata, and you'll be satisfied. It'll be a good meal. You feel good about yourself. Ubatim toivim tivne You'll build yourself beautiful, nice homes, and you'll dwell in these nice big homes, and you'll have a nice business, and you have a nice car in the garage or in the driveway, and you'll have a karachav etzayin and your herds and your flocks will multiply. And your silver and gold will increase, and all that you have will increase. And instead of the blessing Hashem, you know what will happen? Viram Levavecha. Your heart will become exalted, it will become haughty. Vishachta es Hashem And you will forget Hashem your God. So you can eat and be satisfied, nothing wrong with that, as long as you remember Uverachta es Hashem to bless God afterwards. Then you've taken the eating and made it holy. But if you're going to build big, beautiful homes and buy a lot of uh, cattle and have a lot of wealth and be very established in the land, and you'll forget about Hashem your God, the one that took you out of Egypt from the house of slaves, the one that took you through the desert for 40 years, a great, wondrous, scary, awesome desert, full of snakes and vipers and scorpions. And he gave you water so you wouldn't die from the thirst and he brought you uh, water from the stone. And who fed you with the desert, in the desert with manna, food that your forefathers didn't know. And instead of remembering that, you'll say in your heart, that my koyach, my strength, means the power of my hand, has made for me all of this wealth. Understand? So you forget about God, even though it's God that took you out of Egypt, and God took you to the desert, and God who conquered all the nations in order to allow you to possess and inherit the land of Israel, you start to say, it's me. My hand did it. My power did it. When you say that, the next step is, your heart will become haughty. And after your heart becomes haughty, what's the next step? You forget about Hashem, you're gone. You become arrogant. But there's steps here. First, you say, I, we all believe in God, right? I say, Baruch Hashem, I did this. Baruch Hashem, I did that, right? So I did it. And I have to say, I did it, my power did it, my talents did it, my skills did it, my hard work did it. The next step after that is, you become, uh, you become haughty. Your heart becomes, and then you forget God. Therefore, says the Torah, says Moshe, You shall remember always that it is Hashem. Beautiful verses. It is Hashem, He is the one that gives you the koyach, the strength to make all the wealth and all the, stre- all the blessings you have, in order to fulfill the covenant he swore to your forefathers like this day. 
Meaning, don't take it, to, don't, don't give it to that you're the great military warrior, that's why you have the land of Israel. You have the land of Israel because God gave it to you. And then he continues motion, he says, and there will be, if you will forget your God, and you will go after Elohim Acherim, after other gods. Why are they called Elohim Acherim? Or Elohim Acherim? Because they, they are, first of all, they're others, but they treat the people that worship them like others. Meaning when you pray to a god of stone, of uh, wood, how does it respond to you? It doesn't. So it treats you, when you pray to God, God responds to you like a father to a child. When you pray to a stone, uh, a god of stone, there's no response. So it treats, they call it God of others, because they treat those that worship them like an other. They have no ability to return the, 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 the service of the petitioner, they can't return. Anyway, so you will go after these other gods, and you will worship them, and you will bow to them. I give testimony this day that you will surely be destroyed and that you will perish from the land. Just like, just like the uh, nations that Hashem destroyed before you, there were other nations living in the land before you got there. Why did they leave this land? As you're going to say in a second, not because you inherited them, because God pushed them away. And therefore, just like those nations were pushed away, so too, and you won't listen to God, you too will also be pushed out of the land that God wanted to give you. And therefore, Moshe begins the next paragraph. He says, Shema Yisrael, listen to Israel. Listen to Jewish people. You're coming this day to cross over the Jordan River in order to inherit the land and to possess nations that are far more powerful than you. These are cities that are very fortified, very powerful cities that have walls that are very, very strong that can't be broken down. Fortified up to the heavens are the walls. That's how strong the walls are. And who's living in those cities? I'm God of Iram. You have a great and tall people. The descendants of giants. We talked already about the giants that lived there. Remember when the, when the spies came back? They were carrying these massive, massive fruit. One person just to carry one pomegranate. One person to carry one fig. Six people, or eight people to carry, eight people to carry a cluster of grapes. And they came back and said, the nation are giants. We can't, right? So Moshe says, they weren't lying. They were dramatizing it. It's a nation that the cities are fortified up to the, up to the skies. And the people living there, they're, they're giants. And you know, you heard that who can stand before these giants? Nevertheless, you should know that Hashem is the one that is going before you. And He will go before you like a consuming fire, and He will destroy them and subdue them. And therefore, you'll be able to very quickly drive them away from the land without having to wait. So don't make the mistake, just like we're saying about the person's wealth, the person's food, the person's house. He'll make the mistake and say, I did it, I made it, look at me. And then he forgets about God. Don't say in your heart that the fact that God has repelled them from before you, saying... Because of my righteousness, God has brought me to take possession of this land. And because of the wickedness of these nations, God is driving them out from before you. Not by your righteousness, not by the, the, the uprightness, the integrity of your heart are you coming to inherit this land. Rather, it is because of the wickedness of the nations that God is driving them out before you to fulfill the promise he made to your forefathers, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So there's two reasons why you get in this land. <clears throat> Number one, because the people sit, that live there now are sinners. They're immoral. And if you'll be immoral, you'll be driven away like them. Number two, God promised it to Avram, to Yitzchak, to Yaakov. It's not about you, it's your forefathers. So if you're going to make a mistake, and you're going to think that you should know that it's not that God's giving it to you because you're righteous, because you're not righteous as Moshe. You are a stiff-necked people. 
you've sinned over and over again. We're going to get to the sin of the golden calf in one minute. And therefore, remember, don't forget. Zachar, al tishkach. Remember that it's God that's bringing you to this land. Remember that it's God who's chasing away the nation living before you. Al tishkach. Don't forget how you angered God at the desert. How uh, from the day you left Egypt till the day you were rebels against God. And nevertheless, God forgave you to allow you to enter the land. But so don't think that it's my righteousness, that I deserve the land. I'm entitled to the land. God's going to give me what I earned, you know, and therefore, uh, and therefore you begin to feel haughty and proud of yourself. It all came from Hashem. Okay. Then, on that theme, Moshe goes back to remind them the story of the golden calf. Because now that Moshe is trying to explain to them how they are rebels before God, and how they're people that don't deserve on their own merits to inherit the land of Israel. They're just lucky that the nations that are there before them are sinners, and that they are descendants of Avram, Mitzchak, and Yaakov. So Moshe begins to remind the Jewish people how you didn't just sin for the 40 years of the journey in the desert, how you rebelled against God. You specifically sinned in Chorev. Chorev is a name for the, the name of Mount Sinai. God became so angry against you that God wanted to destroy you. What was the story? So Moshe reminds him the story. I went up the mountain after the giving of the Torah in order to receive the tablets that were written Elokim. Here the Torah, Moshe describes it. What were the first of the tablets like? They were written Elokim with the finger of God. Meaning, they were absolutely miraculous. There were many miracles on the first set of tablets. It didn't exist. There were very many miracles. First of all, both tablets, we have two tablets, right? They were the exact same size. And even though they're the exact same size, what, the spacing of the letters and the size of the letters and the font was all the same. Even though on the first five tablets, first five commandments, you have a lot of words. The second set of five commandments are very short, right? The first one's, I'm the Lord who took you out of Egypt. You know the God beside to me. Remember, I to, uh, to keep the last Shabbos, to keep it holy, to serve Hashem, honor your parents, to increase the days of your life. They're all long. The other five, don't kill. Don't steal. Don't do adultery. Don't be jealous. Short, short. And yet the spacing and the sizing and all the, the tablets was exactly equal on both sides. The letters were completely engraved through and through from one side all the way to the other side. So when you were looking at it on your side, you could read the letters properly. And if you look at it on my side, you're also able to read it properly. Even though that should be impossible. Because if it's written that you can see a problem on your side, I'm going to see the back end of it. It'll be wrong. It was miraculous. Not only that, there were some letters that was completely engraved through and through. There are letters that have no connection to the stone anymore. For example, the final mem. Or a samach. Right? A mem, a final mem, is complete box. The Samach has a complete circle, right? There's no, and yet the middle of the Mem, of the Samach, remained in place, even though it was not touching any other part of the stone. It was a miracle that somehow it remained engraved, even though it was uh, completely, you know, when you have a stencil, there's like a little line to hold it in place. It's completely all the way through. Many, many other miracles that happened over there, because they were written by the hand of God, by the finger of God. So if something's written by the finger of God, it can have all these miraculous elements to the writing that it can stay in place, that the size can be the same on both sides and all that, which the second tablets were, were, didn't have as many miracles as the first ones. And I went up there, 
And during those 40 days that I was on the mountain, God gave me these two stone tablets and spoke to me all the words they spoke to me within the fire on that day of assembly. And then on the end of the 40 days, God comes to me and God says, go down from the mountain. Why? Because your nation has become corrupt. They've been quick to turn away from the path that I commanded them to follow. They have made for themselves a molten calf, a molten image. And then God says further me further, that this nation, I see that they are an amche orifu. They are a bitter, a stiff-necked nation. They never learn. Therefore, what God said to me, remove yourself from, uh, leave me alone. Remove yourself from me. Vashmidim and I will destroy them. And I will obliterate their name from everywhere between the heavens and the world. And... I will make you motion to the beginning of an even more powerful, more great nation than them. That's what God told me. And what happened? I turned down from the mountain, and I came down, and I saw that the mountain was still ablaze with fire as it was on Shavuos, on the day that God gave the Torah. It's not just like I, sometime after the giving of the Torah you sinned and rebelled against God. The, tablet, the, the, the mountain was still on fire. It was like literally a, a, a groom or a bride under the chuppah, on the night of her wedding, having an affair. It wasn't like, you know, uh, uh, five years later you got bored in the marriage. You just came out of the chuppah. The night of the wedding, you went to, to go with someone else, one of the guests, to go uh, elope for a half hour or something. Okay. So then what happened? I saw that you had sinned from God, and I saw you made your molt in the calf, and we were quick to turn away from the path that God had given you. So the etfais, I grabbed onto the two tablets, and I threw them down from my two hands and I broke them in front of your eyes. What do you mean I grabbed onto them? Now we don't think that they, just, they, they, they fell. Or he got so angry he just threw them. He actually grabbed them to possess them. He took ownership of them. Because what Moshe was about to do was a very, very risky thing. He was about to take something which was holy. Imagine I see a person sinning. Well, I take the Torah and throw the Torah on the floor and say, look at what you're doing, you're breaking the Torah. <laughs> the Torah is holy, you can't do that. He was taking the tablets, the words written, the finger of God, and going to destroy them. What right did he have to do that? Plus, they weren't his. God had given them to the entire Jewish nation. So Moshe took ownership. It says, I grabbed them. I made a kinyan. I made an acquisition. Now they belong to me. And before I would ever give them to the Jewish people and allow the Jewish people to now become liable and bound by the contract of these Ten Commandments, which included within them is, you shall have no other gods besides for me, I quickly broke them. Instead, this way it's like, there's a, the Rashi, the famous example of a king who wrote a marriage document for a woman, and then the woman was involved in, the, there were rumors about her. But she was doing immoral things. So the, the matchmaker, the attendant that had made the shidduch, he took the marriage contract before she took it, and he, he ripped it up to protect it from being considered a wife that was cheating just to be a fiancé that was cheating. Then afterwards, clarified he, he was on the fixed step. But anyway, so Moshe takes them, and to protect the Jewish people from being liable to the Ten Commandments, he risks his own life by breaking the tablets that God had written, he breaks them. Now when he picked them up to throw them, it says that he had to grab them. He saw the letters flowing away, so just the stone was left. That's one of the explanations. But anyway, he took them, he picked them up, and Aaron says, saw what he was about to do. And so Aaron came and tried to grab them away from Moshe, he shouldn't break them. As I had to grab them, and God gave me strength to be able to grab control over the tablets, and then to throw them on the floor, and to, not just to throw them, to throw them so hard to break sapphire, take a sapphire and drop it, it's not going to break. 
He had to throw with such intensity that the power of his throwing it on the floor were able to smash it into many pieces and to break it in front of your eyes. Why did I do that? And then after I did that, he doesn't describe here how he, there was a plague, there was a judging. He says, I went back up the mountain the second time. When I went back up the, second, the mountain the second time, I was frightened. Why was I frightened? I was trembling because of the anger and the, the, uh, the wrath and the fury that God displayed when he was angry with you, threatening to destroy you. And when I was there for the second 40 days, I fell down on my face. And based on another verse, he stayed on his face for 40 days. He stayed prostrated for the full 40 days of Moses on the mountain the second time. He was prostrated before Hashem, begging and beseeching God to forgive the Jewish people. And during those 40 days, just like the first 40 days, the first 40 days was from the seventh day of Sivan to the 17th of the Tammuz. Now from the 18th of the Tammuz to the 29th, so the 19th of the Tammuz to the 29th of Av, I was there a second set of 40 days. And these 40 days, I also did not eat, I did not drink, I fasted, just like the first 40 days I fasted, so to here I fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and I prayed for you. I also prayed for Aaron. God was very angry at Aaron, because Aaron had been involved in the sin, and God wanted to kill all four of Aaron's sons. He had no children. So I prayed for Aaron, and I was affected only two of his sons would die, but two of his sons would live. And then uh, I was able to come down the second time with the second set of tablets that God gave me, which we'll talk about in the... Uh, Next aliyah, God willing, tomorrow, the God told Moshe to make the second set of tablets. Yes.